Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette, and here with me is Omar Pozos. What's going on, everybody? We're going to have a, a pretty short tactical episode for you guys today, really all around how to make eating healthy so freaking easy that anyone can do it, even the busiest, working long hours, just grinding women who feel like they have no time to eat, let alone make food and make healthy food. So, Omar, I, I feel like I need to give some context here. Um, before I met you, you know, <laughs> you <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing because because uh, you know what I'm going to say. No, I was just going to make a corny joke, but go ahead. Well, so I guess you know, before before I met you, I was very much just like single girl who was focused oh, on the work. Single ladies, oh. and yep. when I was in that position, I pretty much didn't really like to do a whole lot of cooking. I did a very basic meal prep, um, basically kind of following the meal prep that we talked about in an episode in the past that was all around meal prepping. But I've always kept things super simple. I've never been much of a cook. So thankfully, you know, you kind of carry the weight there. Um, You, uh, for our listeners, like Omar's the type that he, he likes cooking. Like he, he'll look at videos on YouTube of how to make all these things and he'll find these complicated recipes and be like oh can we make this this weekend and I'm like you can make that you can make whatever you want I don't care um I I think it's a it's a blessing and a curse because it's a blessing because obviously you know it's good to cook and we get to have some cool meals it's a curse because half the time when we're trying to watch Netflix or HBO or whatever I'm like let's watch the uh like all the baking shows the cooking and like, shows. yeah, I and you're like, absolutely not, but whatever. It just makes me hungry. I don't know. But you know, I, I think there's really two types of people. So there's the people that like find pleasure in cooking. Like they get home from a long day of work where they're exhausted, they're worn down and being able to then pull out some food, make a whole meal from scratch is relaxing to them. It's soothing. And like, you know, for those types of people, I'm like, you do you because that is not how I operate. And I think a lot of our clients fall more towards the other type of person who is what I am essentially, where I'm, I I cook out of necessity, not because I enjoy it or I want to do it. I do it because I feel like I have to do it and not I have to is the wrong word. I do it because I have goals that I know making healthy meals at home are going to better support those goals are going to get me towards having the body that I want to maintain throughout my life. And I want to be able to have the flexibility to eat out and have treats and do all these things. And to get there, you can't eat out for every single meal. You have to have moderation. Yeah, no. And I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not the type either to where 
I like to have all these crazy meals Monday through Friday. I mean, like during the week, we're busy. We've got a ton of stuff going on. So I'm like, okay, what is going to help me get through the week in the most efficient way? Like that's where like my logical brain starts to turn on. And I'm like, all right, I know I need to cook dinners or cook lunches for the week. I'm like, what can I do on the weekends that's going to help me get to that goal faster and just more efficiently, really? Yeah. And so, I mean, if you're more like me, um, which I've always in the past before I kind of owned up to the fact that like, I just don't like cooking and that's okay. You don't have to like cooking to be healthy, to eat well, to take care of yourself. But in the past, I always wanted to become that person. Like, especially, you know, when you're single and you're like, I don't know if it's like roles in relationships. I feel like women are often expected to be the cook. So <laughs> thankfully I met Omar and I didn't have to ever I step have, up to I that. I have made those jokes before and it did not it, go It does not. Well. It, yeah. It's not received really well at least you load the dishwasher I'll give you that you load the dishwasher you empty the dishwasher sometimes it's not like I don't do anything I'm just saying that the cooking part I don't I I don't enjoy doing okay fair enough but I I wanted to at one point in time I wanted to be that person who could make all these amazing elaborate meals and impress people with my cooking abilities so I was that person that when I was bored I would be scrolling through Pinterest or Instagram and just finding recipes and saving them and being like oh I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna try that And I just had so many recipes saved. You could probably go back to my Instagram now and look at my saved posts and see tons and tons of recipes saved there. Not a single one of those (laughs) has ever been made. Maybe like one or two, but yeah, a a fraction has actually been made. And I look back at it and I realize it's really a couple of things. It's Number one, like when there's a lot of ingredients in a recipe, which I feel like most things are, especially when you're talking about baking, it's like you need a quarter teaspoon of this and in my head I'm like what's the difference like between having the quarter teaspoon and not having it like I'm like what it's hardly anything in my head but you just see like this long list of ingredients and it just feels exhausting I'm like I don't want to go buy that ingredient to use one time then now it's gonna be in my shelf it's overwhelming yeah and I would just I would also honestly if I'm being completely transparent it was paralysis by analysis I was afraid that I wouldn't get the recipe right if I really think about like subconsciously what was going on it was a feeling of like I'm probably not going to make that recipe as good it would it it would make more sense for me to just get that from a restaurant this weekend if I want to go out to eat and stick to the things I already know how to make and I'm good at making and I like to make Mm. sometimes I stopped and think about it and I'm like okay if I'm gonna because like you mentioned a lot of these ingredients that you buy you use once And then they sit in the back of your cabinets because you literally never touch them again. So a lot of times in my mind, I'm like, it's going to be more expensive for me to go out and buy all these ingredients than it is for me to go to a restaurant, get that dish, and then not have to worry about the cooking, the cleaning, and all that comes with it. Yep. And then the other thing was I just, I've never liked a a cooking experience that involves a lot of supplies. Mm. If I have to get out a couple of cutting boards, some knives, some dishes. Like, If I have to turn the stove on, then eh, I'm out. <laughs> no, okay, no. I, You know I love to be able to, if it's just like a one pan recipe or just like a, you know, one pan in the oven recipe, like that is my jam. Omar, on the other hand, he's like, let me get out the sous vide to start it in there. I'm going to marinate well, it Well, I just first, like the sound And then I'm going to finish fancy. it on the grill. And then I'm going to, he's like, does all these steps, which produces a lot of dishes. And in my mind, I'm like, why would I want to have all those dishes now that I have to clean after I eat? So if you resonate with any of the things that I'm saying, 
definitely continue to listen to this episode because I'm going to share with you essentially my methodology for how I make eating healthy so simple and really just even if you are short on time, make it super easy and not take a lot of thought. So I, I really broke this down into a few simple steps. So the first step, and this is the most important one because I think people go wrong here. They want to start with just ingredients. They think of like, oh, you know, I bought some chicken at the store this week and I bought some, you know, veggies. Like, what could I make out of this meal? And starting in that way is already requiring a lot of thought from you. And it's, it's, it feels difficult already. And that little tiny level of difficulty right there is going to keep you from actually doing that. And then the food's going to go bad. And then you're going to be like, I'm not a good cook. I can't eat healthy. I can't do this. I mean, just thinking about like, if you have chicken in your fridge right now, I'm like, what can I do with it? There's a million things you can do with it. So even just thinking about it is just like, for me, it's just stressful. <laughs> yeah, it's overwhelming. So step number one, start with the flavor that you want. So when you think about like what sounds good, what kind of things are you craving? Think about flavor profiles that you're looking for. So like for me, it's a f- there's a, a few that I typically rotate between. So these are just kind of my go-tos. It's a Mexican flavoring. It's barbecue flavoring, buffalo flavoring. Um, I consider this like burger flavoring, but to me, it's like ketchup, mustard, like your burger ingredients. That's kind of a flavor profile to me. And then something like an Asian kind of teriyaki flavoring. Those are my go-tos. So that's what, five that I'll kind of rotate through. Now for you, the listener, think about what kind of flavorings do you like? Think about foods that you like from different restaurants. Like what are your go-to things that you get at your favorite restaurants. What are the flavors in those meals? That's going to be what you start with because you have to know what flavor you're going after. And then from there, we can make any flavor into a healthy meal. We, we have to start with what is the thing that you want to taste. It's what like you a, you're for? kind of picking a theme, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. It's a theme. That's probably a better way of putting it. Yeah, not a flavor, but I mean, it works. Well, okay, <laughs> whatever. Step two, we're going to pick a protein. So my clients know that we always talk about start with your protein source because the protein's the hardest to hit. A majority of women, especially under eat protein. And the problem with that is if you're under eating protein, you're never going to be able to lose body fat because if you are in a calorie deficit, which is how we actually create um, body fat loss, but you're not eating enough protein, then you're going to lose lean muscle mass instead of body fat. And ultimately you're actually going to get fatter because your body fat percentage is going to go up because that ratio of lean mass to fat mass is not going to be how you want it to be. Right. And that's what makes you look extra squishy and, you know, yeah, exactly. So you could, you could get physically smaller, even lighter on the scale, but you could look and feel way worse. And that's, that's why we, we start with protein. We want to make sure that we have enough protein in our meals. It's going to ramp up our metabolism because protein actually burns the most calories through digestion. Um, it does so many good things for you. So we really always want to make sure that we have protein in our meals first and foremost. So that's the next step here. You've picked your theme as Omar puts it. <laughs> And now you're going to pick your protein source. So for us, um, the way we operate is we typically prep ahead our proteins on Sundays that we have like a couple of them ready to go, ready to eat um, for at least the first few days of the week. And then we might do it again halfway through the week. So when we do that, we'll typically start with like our staples. For us, that's usually grilled chicken, chicken breast, uh, might be like ground turkey. It might be um, like some form of steak or beef. Maybe we also will have like eggs and egg whites on hand. 
those could be very simple protein sources. You could also have deli meat, which would require zero cooking ahead of time. We'll do that a lot. We'll just get some deli meat and have that as our protein source. Um, you could get pre-cooked proteins. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they sell like pre-cooked chicken breasts already ready yeah, to go that yeah. you can buy at like Sprouts or stores like oh, that. Oh yeah, when your girl was single living, she did not like to really cook the chicken breast. She liked to buy the pre-cooked <laughs> chicken breast. Thankfully, Omar likes to actually, he actually enjoys making that stuff. So he yep. does that. You're welcome. Um, no, one thing though I wanted to point out that I think is super important, Vanessa, is the cooking, the cooking in bulk. Like you said, like we, for the most part, Saturday or Sunday or sometimes Monday night, we will cook chicken breast, but we'll cook five to six chicken breasts at a time because then that way you'll always have some in your fridge. And like you said, if you kind of go with the, the flavoring or the theme or whatever you want to call it, you'll have uh, chicken breast and you can just add sauces to it and change up the mm -hmm. different uh, flavor profiles. Yep. So when you prep it ahead of time, you want to prep it in essentially like a more neutral flavoring. So like with kind of like a generic chicken um, seasoning. The uh, Mrs. Dash mm -hmm. has some Those good are seasonings because they're very, um, they're salt free yeah. too. If nothing else, just stick with salt and pepper. Just keep it simple because then you want to, as we're assembling these meals, you're going to add the flavor later. So um, now moving on, what is our next thing here? We need to make sure that we have veggies in our meal. Got to get the fiber. The fiber is also going to help ramp up your metabolism. It's going to help your digestion. So you're going to instantly feel leaner if you ramp your fiber up because it's going to help move things along. You're not going to be as bloated and constipated anymore. Um, it's going to do a lot of good things for you. And then obviously, I mean, you should know if you're listening to this, veggies are important. We need vegetables. What about um, one thing that I, I noticed, like a lot of people are like, I just don't like veggies, period. So for me, I'm like, okay. If you don't like, let's say, I don't know, kale or spinach, totally fine. You don't have to eat kale or spinach, but try something else. Try mushrooms, try, uh, I don't know, bell peppers, whatever it is you want to cook. And you can cook them with the same flavor profile as your chicken for the night. And then, you again, you can mix it up that way. You can go teriyaki one night. You can go buffalo the second night. You can go Mexican the, the third night, whatever it is you want to do. Yep. I mean, according to Google, there are a total of 1,097 vegetable species throughout the world. So if you say, I don't like vegetables, are you really talking about all 1,097 <laughs> types of vegetables? Or have I you tried like one. two of them throughout your childhood that you had, you know, your, your parents gave you like green beans and like rubbery steamed broccoli and you're like that was disgusting I never want to eat that again I don't like vegetables and you're just making a broad assumption you probably just haven't had them in a way that you've learned to like them yet so if you really are on that kind of like extreme end of the spectrum where you're like I hate all vegetables and you believe that I would encourage you to actually start then with going to go to like nicer restaurants and every time there's some sort of like interesting vegetable appetizer order it and try it out because that's where you'll find that, you know, restaurants like obviously they're using a lot of uh, fats and oils and sugars and different things to kind of create that extra flavor and to bring out flavor profiles and things as well. So it might not be the most macro friendly version of the vegetable, but that's okay. Start with the one that's a little bit probably higher calorie, but learn to like vegetables in that way. And then over time, start to just bring yourself a little bit back away from that to where you're not requiring as much 
oils and sweeteners and different things mixed in there to give it that flavoring and you'll start to get more of like a natural form of eating that vegetable and you'll start to learn to like it yeah your your taste buds do adjust over time and it just gives you an idea of what kind of flavor profile you're after you're going after it's like oh like i tried a buffalo cauliflower or something like that like you're like oh that tasted pretty good let me make my own version at home and see if i can uh you know like it or if i can eat that Exactly, exactly. So for us, like to kind of give people some examples here, it's like I talked about those, you know, five or so protein sources that we'll kind of rotate through, keep, we'll keep a couple on hand, ready to eat at a time. So for us, we typically have a variety of vegetables on hand because Omar and I eat a lot of vegetables. Um, so Which we'll is have- something I'd, I've never done before until recently, like in the last two years, by the way, like I, as a kid, I never really ate a ton of veggies. Mm, my positive influence. <laughs> But so in terms of like what kinds of vegetables for us that we keep on hand, we'll usually get fresh broccoli um, when and we'll meal prep that ahead by just cooking it in the oven. A nice, crispy, slightly burnt broccoli is, in my opinion, the best. You do kind of like a little char on your broccoli, mm, don't you? It adds flavor. I love it. Um, then I'll always have bags of frozen cauliflower rice in my freezer. And that's something I cook throughout the week. It's an easy, just steam it in the microwave in the bag. And it's an easy thing to add to meals. Um, we'll always keep a variety of different leafy greens, whether it's spinach, arugula, like romaine, kind of like salad mixes, different things like that. We'll have a couple on hand. Um, we keep frozen peppers and onions in the freezer because that's an easy one. Um, always, And that's another thing too. I don't like personally, like I was saying, I don't like to have to prepare a lot of ingredients. So I will pay that little extra bit to buy the pre-cut version of vegetables. So like I buy the pre-sliced peppers and onions because like I personally hate chopping onions, but I love to eat onions. They make me cry if I chop them, but (laughs) eating them makes me very happy. But think of it this way. If you buy frozen stuff too, you technically can save money because if you don't have fresh stuff all the time, well, then it won't go bad, right? Yep. And you you can freeze it, store it for a month, two months or whatever and use it little by little. Mm-hmm. So technically you can save money that way too. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's see. Well, like I like to have beets on hand. Like um, there's a really good one at Costco. They have a big um, Like, like a, a vegetable jar. mix or medley? No, Is that beets. Oh. So they'll have a jar of these beets that are um, really, really good. They're kind of sweetened, but they're pre-cooked. So those are ready to eat. Um, we'll buy... I think what you were thinking of is from Costco, we'll get this big bag of like, it's like a Brussels sprout veggie mix. It's already pre-seasoned. Basically, it's already been grilled and then it's just frozen. So all you need to do is heat it up. We can heat it up in the microwave. We can heat it up in a saucepan. Like super easy to go ahead and get that ready to cook or ready to eat. Um, I'll keep cherry tomatoes because those are easy, ready to eat. Cucumber, all I have to do is dice that up and that's ready to eat. Um, I'll get a bag of sun-dried tomatoes because those are ready to eat. Nothing I have to do there. And then I'll usually get, um, when I want to mix things up, I'll get spaghetti squash. That's a really good way to add to a bowl. Um, and when I'm lazy, I'll buy, like, there's a pre-cooked one from Sprouts that's literally just heated up and it's ready to go. But basically, those are my go-to vegetables. That's a very small list. Like, you could have your own vegetables that you really love and you like to have on hand. Maybe you love carrots maybe you love um I'm, I'm having trouble coming up with things there's Asparagus. a thousand ninety seven of them come on <laughs> <laughs> but there's a million that you could go through you could even just stick to what's seasonal and just kind of go to your grocery store and just pick the seasonal things but 
Keep a variety of vegetables on hand. Keep some that are frozen. Keep some that are fresh. Have them prepped, ready to eat. And it'll make it so, so easy to actually use those to really be like the central healthy part of your dish. So, you know, if we kind of backtrack here, summarizing what we're doing, step one, you pick your flavor or your theme. So let's say I'm picking Mexican for my flavoring tonight. Oh, you're picking Mexican. me. Yeah. Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I like you. Maybe. Um, pick your protein. So like, let's say we... This week, we cooked some ground turkey. So maybe I'm going to choose to eat the ground turkey because that's already pre-cooked. It just needs to be heated up. And then now I'm going to pick at least two veggies. You want to have some variety here. Ideally, throughout the day, the more colors that you eat from vegetables, the more nutrients you're going to be giving your body because actually the colors indicate what types of micronutrients are in those veggies because certain phytonutrients, certain nutrients are actually what create those colors. So if you eat all green things, like that's great. Greens are really, really nutrient dense. Like those are very important nutrients for your health. But you also want to throw in some reds. You want to throw in some whites. You want to throw in some blue purples, different things like that. Um, So pick at least two veggies. Maybe for this instance, I'm going to pick cauliflower rice and I'm going to pick the peppers and onions. So uh, this is going to be a Mexican bowl with chicken breasts, or no, I said ground turkey and cauliflower rice and peppers and onions. So far, sounding like a good, a nice, easy dish. Um, and then kind of based on what I've already eaten for that day, because right now I'm kind of referring to like if this was dinner time after a long day of work, I'm going to then look back on what I've eaten for the day and just ask myself, have I had a lot of fats and carbs? And this is why it's important to understand what types of foods contain what types of macronutrients and to spend some time tracking and learning about these things. Because you can use that knowledge even without tracking to just ask yourself, like, was my breakfast, was my lunch, was my snacks, were those things really high in fat and or high in carbs? And if yes, then I'm just going to keep this a lower fat, lower carb dinner just to kind of balance things out. Or the other end of the spectrum would be like, maybe I didn't have a lot of carbs and fats that day. So maybe I'm going to add some more to this meal. I might add some rice to it, give it some extra carbs. Like we'll keep the, just the 90 second um, microwavable rice on hand. So that's another thing that's super easy. Maybe I'll make it into like a fajita dish and I'll use some sort of, um, you know, tortilla on hand and I'll use that. And then maybe I need to add some fats to it as well. So maybe I'll top it with some cheese, some avocado, different things like that. And then to kind of wrap it up here. So basically it's as simple as I already picked my flavor pairing or my flavor profile. How do I add that flavor profile to those foods that I've selected? The the ground turkey, the peppers and onions, the cauliflower rice. I add seasoning and I add sauce. So in this instance, I might add um, like we have like a sriracha lime seasoning. So I might put some of that on there as I'm heating up those frozen veggies. And then I will top it all off with the sauces that are a little bit more of that Mexican flavoring. So I might add some salsa. I might add some queso. I might add, um, we like a lot of the Bolt House Farms dressings and there's some really good ones there. There's like a, a, like a sriracha one. There's a cilantro avocado one. That one's great. And that's the stuff that I add on top that gives it the flavor and really rounds it all out. So it's really, really that easy. You just kind of figure out where are the ingredients that you really like, 
What are the flavor profiles that you really like? And then just keep all of those kinds of sauces for all of those different flavor profilings. Like, so we like all of the G Hughes brand sugar-free, um, like the barbecue sauce, the ketchup, the honey mustard. Those are great. Um, like I said, we like the Bolt House Farms dressings. We have a ton of those on hand. Um, Asian sauces, the the Primal Fruit food brand, that one's pretty good. We'll use those. Um there's but essentially, I mean, really what you're doing is you're almost kind of creating in like an a la carte or like a salad bar experience where you're like, okay, I have these proteins on hands. I have these veggies. How can I mix them or what can I mix them with to either give me like a more Asian style uh, dinner or a more Mexican style dinner or more like Italian or whatever it is that you're doing. But just having that option to create something totally different from, from what you had the night before it's what's going to keep you making those healthier choices as opposed to you saying, screw it, I'm going to, I don't know, uh, Chick-fil-A tonight or tomorrow I'm going to McDonald's, whatever it is that you're into or you would like to go to. Um, but yeah, instead of having those individualized recipes or having to do that every night, that not only are they going to be more expensive because you have to go to the store probably more often, you can have something in bulk so that when you do have a crazy day at work, you come home and you have variety, you have options as to what or, or to help you pick healthier healthier alternatives. Mm-hmm, exactly. And just then using those things just to create bowls and just keep it simple to start. And as you get going, you'll start to figure out different things you could add in to give it a little extra flavor. You'll find inspiration from meals you eat out where you'll be like, oh, I really enjoyed that um, sun-dried tomato pesto feta pizza. So I'm going to take those ingredients and make them into a bowl this time. It might be a rice bowl. It might be wraps. It might be something like that, but I'm going to add those kinds of ingredients in with my vegetables and my protein, and it's going to round it out and it's going to be nutritious and it's going to be satisfying. And ultimately that's what creates simple, sustainable, healthy eating. It's you have the novelty of your rotating different types of flavorings, but you have the structure of eating a lot of these go-to things, your favorite ingredients that you keep on hand, you make it easy for yourself. And that's how you stay on track with things. Yeah. And lastly, one, uh, like two more points I want to make. One of them would be don't starve yourself because if you skip meals, if you don't eat your breakfast or your dinner, whatever it is, and you're starving, you're going to be that much like it's going to be that much harder for you to make a better alternative because you're just going to want to eat anything and everything that you first see, right? So that that's super important. And then number two, eat more real foods as opposed to processed foods. Why? Because the, the processed foods are going to be higher calorie, but they're going to be less satiating, meaning they're going to leave you hungry because they don't pack such a big punch in your stomach. Um, so those are the, the Omar tips for the week. Yeah. Yeah. The majority of your ingredients should have either grown on or roamed on the earth at some point. Oh, I like that. That's kind of how, you know, but, um, if you are looking for even just more inspiration with recipes that are simple, that are not a ton of ingredients, that are not just like complicated things. Like I never personally would ever cook. I've been sharing some different recipes in our free Facebook group. So go in and check those out. And if you like them, leave a comment letting me know. So I'll keep sharing that stuff for you guys. But that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next week. See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. 
Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.